Yo, what's up, everybody? It's Earthworm. Uh, I am one half of the Anime Brothers podcast, and joined with me, with me as always, is nobody. No, I'm all alone this week. Uh, JD, had uh, he had some PTO. We give out PTO at the Anime Brothers podcast, believe it or not. So if you, you know, if you're looking for a new job, we, we don't pay much, but we do give you time off. So it's like, you know, cool. But yeah, he, uh, he, he, couple weeks ago he was like hey man um i got a lot of shit going on for the holidays he he has a family unlike myself he has a lot of people who are like hi hi i would like your attention um and yeah i don't got that so that's that that's cool i guess um (laughs) no anyway uh so yeah this is just scheduled week off jd wanted some time to make sure he didn't fall into that holiday burnout and i was like i got you boo i will take care of this uh so yeah Welcome in, everybody. If this is your first time, we are happy to have you. If you are a long-time listener, so good to have you back. God, you know what? We we saved your seat. Like we, yeah, I, I noticed that that's the seat that you sat in last time, and I thought that that person right there, they're going to want to sit there again. So, yeah, saved you a seat. Please have, sit down. Uh, as you can probably read, you clicked on this episode and your podcasting platform of choice uh, for a reason. Uh, so you know, you know what we're here for. Uh, we are here for the uh, sort of seasonal, our first sort of seasonal kind of check-in, first impressions, preview of the of the anime this season. It's the first of its kind, uh, and that that uh, I'll take a little bit of credit for that. Uh, most of the time, it's just it's a pain in the ass for us to keep up with seasonals, so we just kind of put it off. We'll do it at the end of the season. We cover the shows that we want to cover. Cool. But with me being alone this week, I'm like, all right, well, first of all, I didn't really have any good episode idea ideas. Um, I had a couple, but like, I don't know. I, I thought about reaching out to some guests and, and that didn't really work out. So I was like, we got an open week. I know what the people want. First of all, I know what you guys want. I, I, I'm I'm on the button of the people. You know, I'm, I'm my finger is on the pulse, if you will. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, we are here to do a seasonal, a sort of seasonal checkup. Check in. I watched. Uh, so the so here here's here's the deal. We got four shows. We, I am covering the Royal We. I guess this week we got four shows. I'm covering, and uh, those four shows are going to be in this order. We got Bochi the Rock. We have Irisei Yatsura. We have the remake of Irisei Yatsura. We are looking at Blue Lock, and we are talking about, of course the ever-popular Chainsaw Man. So in that order, that's the way we're going. I pulled the Religion of Three. Uh, so I watched th- at least three episodes of all of these anime. So that's... Uh, except Chainsaw Man, honestly. Like, uh, I watched all six as of recording. I had six episodes available. I busted out all that was available at Chainsaw Man. Does that necessarily mean that I like it more than the rest of them? Stay tuned and find out. So yeah. Now, that's what we're doing here. We are, we are talking about these four anime. If you have any anime that you're like, hey, you know, this is my favorite, or uh, this is the this is the sleeper of the season, or how the fuck did you miss this one? You are stupid. What the hell, dude? Please, hit me up. Join the Discord if you are not already in there, and if you're already in there, then you, you, you know what my handle is. Go ahead. Go, go ahead and at me, is what I'm telling you. So, uh, before we get into all that good stuff, I'm going to take a sip of water. That's what I'm going to do before we get into all that good stuff. It's honestly, like, it's weird. I'm not even going to lie to you guys. Weird for me to do an episode alone. 
<laughs> I even like harken back to a couple episodes ago, our um our last, I guess, sort of seasonal when I talked about Maiden Abyss. That was really just me talking for an hour. But at least I had JD there to go, oh, mmm, yes, or the occasional, holy shit. And I can't, I cannot express to you people how much that that, like, <laughs> that is such a lifesaver when you're just trying to keep a conversation rolling, especially with my fucking brain, like, mile a minute, 27 tabs open, I got uh, Saturday, and I got that song playing in my head, I can't figure out where it's coming from, and uh, yeah. So, <laughs> pretty much what I'm getting at is I apologize to anybody out there who's like, wow, thanks for recording your latest Manic episode. And uh, for anybody who's here for this, thank you. You get me, and I need people like that. So, yes, before we get into the anime of the season, even though it's just me, uh, we got to do a little bit of a check-in. I have to stall for time, because, again, uh, I, 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 I'm fucking struggling here, okay? God damn it. All right, just... just Get off my back! I'm just kidding, I love you guys. Yeah, no, check in though. I've been up to some things. Some stuff. Most importantly, if you are a Pokey fan, a, a fan of the Pokemans like I am, you probably know Scarlet and Violet has dropped. It dropped on November 18th. So as of this recording, I have had it for a few days. I have been playing it. I picked Fue Coco for my starter and pro tip out there to anybody who's who hasn't picked it up, who hasn't started it yet. Do not pick Fue Coco as your starter unless you like gimmick Pokemon. Quick caveat, I have not fully evolved him yet, but I've gotten to his second evolved form. And, uh, you know, not to spoil anything, I know, like, for me, I wanted to see, I wanted to experience the, the evolution myself. But this you need to hear, okay? Uh, second evolved form, motherfucker gets a goddamn sombrero uh, made of fire on, on his head, and it's like, okay... All right, you had you had gold. Like Foy Coco is adorable. He's sitting there. He's a little crocodile, uh, with a fucking little skull mask. Like I don't know if that was like a Day of the Dead thing. I don't. I'm not sure if that's like a holy holy Spanish tradition or if that's strictly like just Mexico. Either way, he's adorable. Sitting there, looking kind of dumb, but like that, like cute, like still up for anything. But, you know, big head, no thoughts. I'm into that, so I pick him. He's my boy. And then I fucking evolve him at level goddamn 16, 17, whatever it was. And the little bastard turns out to be the fucking goofy-ass gimmick Pokemon. And I don't know. I don't know. I'm frustrated, personally. I was thinking also about picking Sprigatito. Little grass cat. Come on. And grass starters are always underloved, underrepresented. Except for Rowlet, for whatever reason. Which, he's my, like, my least. Either way, we'll, we'll get onto that in a different episode. But... What I'm saying is Fue Coco is a massive disappointment unless you enjoy, like, a goofy gimmick Pokemon. But, like, I didn't enjoy how Incineroar was like, I am a Mexican wrestler, hua, or whatever the fuck he was supposed to be. Uh, fucking Cinderace is like, yes, hello. I am also Pele. I am Cristiano Ronaldo, for what it's like. And that's, you know, that's topical for an anime we're going to be talking about later. But, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Something about fire Pokemon... They just have this, like, weird gimmick thing, and it brings me back, it gives me bad nostalgia back when I picked up Gen 5 after skipping Generation 4. Finally got a DS, picked up Gen 5, I'm like, look at this little fire pig, a little Tepig, he's adorable, right? I fully evolve him, and it's just fucking Embor or whatever the hell his name is. 
goofy. All right. Weird. Another wrestling fire starter. Not my favorite. Like out of all of out of the three starters at Gen 5, he is. I think we can all agree he is probably the worst design. And keep in mind, too, I'm not like a I'm not like a stats person. I don't get into competitive Pokemon. So far as I know, Fue Coco is like, you know, well, my God, he's going to revolutionize a competitive Pokemon play, I say, chap. Not sure why I went old English there, but, you know, bear with me. Yeah, maybe, maybe he will. I don't know. I don't know. All I know is I'm 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 here for the Pokemon designs. I'm here for the character designs. And Fue Coco, his second of all form, I don't I don't even know what it's called because I named mine Henry. So Henry's looking kind of goofy now, okay? Other aspects of that game, though. Now we're going to spend a minute talking about Pokemon. All right, I apologize. Skip ahead if you're not in, in, in here for this. Uh, so I picked up Pokemon Violet for what it's worth. Um, I don't really know that it matters. I guess there's, you know, there's some exclusive Pokemon here and there, but... It's cool. It's cool. You've heard him on the show before. Stepbrother Rob, my, my homie, he also, he got Scarlet, so we're going to be doing some trading of exclusives. No worries. But that segues into the next, like, big thing that I wanted to talk about as far as this Pokemon game goes. And that's the fact that you can actually, like, there's a legitimate multiplayer now. I can't think back to a time where Pokemon's ever had, like, an adventure part to the multiplayer like obviously you can trade you can battle with your homies whatever that's that's normal but this is like you you literally go into like their world i think it's you and up to three friends so four people all together and you can run around and like catch the same pokemon pretty much it's not perfect but it's really cool and it's a big step for where pokemon has been there's been no semblance of any sort of open world online adventure and now now we pretty much have it so that's pretty cool uh, it's a little lackluster i don't know that there's a whole hell of a lot to do because still like the battles and like all the story elements and stuff are, are essentially still single player you know like you you can go through it and like you you and your homie can walk up to the same spot at the same time but like you're not in each other's cutscenes each battle like if you have to battle somebody in like a cutscene that do they just kind of disappear for a minute or like they're just their characters just sitting there and they got like the little uh little thinking dots over their heads so it's not perfect but it's a i mean it's cool honestly i I fucking rather have it and have it not be perfect than not have it at all and uh, another thing about the game i have noticed for anybody who's looking to be critical about it now it hasn't ruined my experience by any means but uh i think it still stands and is worth talking about the uh, graphics the frame i'm not sure i'm not i'm not very good i don't know the terminology but i guess okay for if, if pretend like i'm your 50 year old uncle and um you're trying to explain this to me that's that's i'm gonna explain it like that because that's how i understand it the graphics i guess in in this pokemon game are not great which i do think that they've definitely taken on a lot more than any they've definitely taken on more than any previous project so i'm sure it's a little bit of a learning curve i wouldn't say it's anywhere like where cyberpunk was if you were trying to play on like a ps4 or an xbox one it's not like crashing your guns aren't disappearing it's not like there's whole parts of the game that just aren't playable hasn't frozen on me yet but yeah there are definitely some times where some background things some uh some things that are like are rendered in the background are 
janky. They're like twitchy. They're moving. It's it's not perfect. Some of the textures I've I've noticed aren't great. But for what it for what it is for an open world Pokemon game with no like linear story path, I think Pokemon has really knocked it out of the park. And it, it's weird that I kind of miss the linear nature of Pokemon. I don't know. Maybe it's a it's probably more of a it it's taking me a minute to get used to the fact that you can do anything, like go anywhere, play the open worldness. I. I find myself just continuously wandering the wilderness and not really doing anything productive because you you can and I run into problems where I'm like I have I have strayed miles from my home. I have defeated one gym. My Pokémon are level 20 and uh, I've gone too far and now I am where Pokémon are level 30 plus and I'm terrified to leave because these Pokémon are so cool. I will find a way to catch them now. <laughs> I have Pokémon that won't listen to me. One of my uh I think it was a Gibble. It evolves into Garchomp. Yeah, that motherfucker was just like, nah, fam. I'm I'm set. I'm gonna I'm gonna do me. And I'm like, that's this cause I have one gym badge, right? And he's like, Yeah, it's cause you have one gym badge. I'm like, oh, okay. That makes sense. Wonderful. Have a nice day. Anyway, that's enough about Pokemon. If you want to talk to me about Pokemon more, you know where to find me. All those links are in the show notes. Haha, got them. So yeah. Yeah. Um Sorta seasonal anime time. Because I don't think there's anything else of note that y'all would fucking care about. Not a very exciting dude. Yeah, but for real, it's been Pokemon. Um, It's been Pokemon other than that, and then I took some time and wa- watched these seasonals. Oh yeah, JD. JD also from Beyond. Uh, He's not dead or anything. It's just, I like saying from Beyond. It's mysterious. But he, uh, he gave me a little bit of an update for y'all about his anime watching. Let me, let me go ahead and find it. Yada, yada, yada. Okay, here we go. All right, yeah. Um, He said he has dropped Kingdom, and he has started the anime Guardian of the Spirit, 2007 classic by Production IG. He did not elaborate any further. I have no idea why he dropped Kingdom. Perhaps it was just too much of an undertaking. Perhaps uh, he didn't like it, I, which is weird. I don't think it would be something that he didn't like, per se. It's probably a matter if I'm going to speculate wildly here. Uh, it's probably a matter of, uh, yeah, this anime is really long, and uh, I don't know if I'm ready to commit to that right now, so we'll just drop it. We'll pick it up at a better spot in our lives. I would assume, and I don't know shit about Guardians of the Spirit. Um, I don't want to talk shit about the show, but like I've, I've, I've never heard it, so I think it's I was definitely surprised when he's like picked up Guardians of the Spirit. I'm like, okay, I'm alright, cool. No, oh, fine word so maybe he's on the hunt again we're gonna speculate wildly here uh, i assume my man's is on the hunt for a hidden gem anime so never again will he run out of things to say when someone says what's your favorite hidden gem anime and he can go have you seen guardians of the spirit and and inevitably someone will be like no or he'll finally find his soulmate um his platonic anime soulmate when when he might not even like the show I am truly speculating wildly now, but yeah, we're going to have to ask him when he gets back. So uh, go ahead and write that down on the whiteboard on on the fridge to remind me, because I have the memory of lawn furniture. Anyway, um, if I am done rambling about myself and my missing co-host, I guess it's time. I guess we're going to get into the thing that y'all want me to get into. We are going to talk about sort of seasonal anime. Well, it's definitely seasonal. It's just our sort of seasonal, because, you know, 
we don't cover everything, but we cover some things. So, you know. Uh, one more time, if you have forgotten, this is the order uh, of operations here. This is the order in which we are going to be covering these four anime. Uh, I should, ideally, put timestamps in the description here. So if you are only interested in one, two, or whatever, if you don't, if you want to skip around, come back when you've watched a show, yada yada, uh, feel free. I will do my best to keep it spoiler-free. So you can listen to everything, but for at least the first three episodes of most of these shows, I'm going to be talking about a lot of the events. So here we go. We are starting off with Bochi the Rock. Then we will move on to Irisei Yatsura. Then we are going to the soccer anime Blue Lock. We are finishing off with the man of saws himself, Chainsaw Man. Uh, and then we will then then we will say goodbye and get out of here and do closing ceremonies um anyway so bochi the rock where let me get let's get into bochi the rock all right uh this is a new anime as all these are it currently is sitting at an 8.65 ranking on mal which is pretty fucking good honestly uh that's actually wild um so anyway uh synopsis Yearning to make friends and perform live with the band, lonely and socially anxious Hitori Bochi Goto devotes her time into playing the guitar. On a fateful day, Bochi meets the outgoing drummer Nijika Ichija. No, hold on. I fucked that up. Ijichi. Ni you heard... Ni We're gonna do this. It's so much harder when you're trying to read it. Niji. All right, Nijika. There we go. Good job, Earthworm. Ijichi, Nijika Ijichi, who invites her to join Kesoku Band when their guitarist flees before their first show. Soon after, Bochi meets her final bandmate, the cool bassist Ryo Yamada. Look at me go. I got that one. Ryo's my favorite, by the way, but we'll get into that more. Uh, so, yeah, anyway, this is, uh, I, I like to think of this anime as the beautiful love child of K-On! and Komi Can't Communicate. Wow, that was a... I am not doing well with English. I'm going to take a sip of water. We're going to reset. This is uh, the love child of Komi Can't Communicate. There we go. Killing it. And K-On! And I say that because we have the band aspect. Uh, we have pretty much a high school band for all things. Uh, so we got the K-On! there. We have the cute girls doing cute things aspect. Bada bing, checks off that K-On box, but uh, another thing this anime seems to be focusing on is very much um, the social anxiety of the main character, Bochi, um, or Hitori, whatever you want to call her. But uh, we, we, we're going to call her Bochi for today because it's in the anime and it's fun to say. So yeah, she's got like crippling social anxiety. I don't know, it's definitely portrayed a little bit differently than Komi. I'm not going to sit here and, like, determine which one's more realistic, because I think things like social anxiety, just anxiety in general, um, they can really manifest themselves differently in different people. So I, I'm sure there are people out there who relate more to Komi, and there are probably a whole new group out there that are like, no, Bochi is how I feel about anxiety. So I think they're both extremely valid, but uh, yeah. Bochi is just this very, very socially anxious girl, and she wants to try, and it's... I think this is played, maybe it's a little bit played more for, for comedy, um, and I think this show suffers less from the, well, if she wasn't pretty, then nobody would care type thing, because 
I guess Bochi's really not trying to go out. She, her goal isn't to, like, make a hundred friends. She really just wants to play in a band. Music is, uh, the, God, the first scene is her, like, seeing a, a band being interviewed on TV. And the, the whoever they interviewed, the singer, I assume, he was like, yeah, I was a real outcast when I was a kid. Didn't have any friends. And then I joined a band, and I really felt at home. So she she takes her dad's guitar, Gibson Les Paul, a fucking nice guitar, by the way. I looked that bad boy up. That thing, uh, the black and gold version, like, I think the cheapest one I found is like $1,500. So she is playing with a nice fucking, a, a nice rig right there. Uh, anyway, what the hell was I saying? Yeah, so Boji, anxiety, uh, finds, finds solace in music. And I... I was having a really good time with it. I'm not even gonna not gonna front. I enjoyed the fuck out of the show. Maybe it has something to do with the fact that I was in abandoned school. Maybe it has something to do with the fact that I do suffer from social anxiety. But um, yeah, I don't know. I just I'm I'm into it. I like the group dynamic that they got going on. Um, Nijika and uh, Rio. They're they're not like I don't know. None of these characters are. Granted, it's only three episodes, so I'm not sure what i what i would expect but none of them have really like oh my god i love them so much um but they have a really good dynamic you know bochi being the the socially anxious one nijika being the the kind of outgoing one uh rio she's very like uh kudere maybe kind of got a little bit of a ray uh ayanami vibe going on with her but also like has has a comedic aspect to her like there's one scene that i really enjoyed where Nijika is like, I'm kind of talking a little bit of shit about Ro. Uh, Rio. She's like, uh, yeah, and Rio gets, uh, you know, she doesn't have to worry about working. Her family's rich, but she blows all her money on uh, musical instruments. And Rio just kind of puts her hands on her face and says the word blush or, the, you know, the the Japanese word for blush. And it was like, uh, you know, Nijika's saying, I, I, they didn't mean that as a compliment. I, very cute. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun situational comedy in this one. And I am 100% here for it. I, I like the music. It's a little, you know, it's, I wouldn't say it's like hardcore or anything, but it's punky. I enjoy it. I, uh, I'm i digging it. Uh, let's see. I enjoy the fact that all the characters have very distinct art styles. Um, not art styles, but like character design. It's very easy for me to tell who's who. And like, I think I've come to terms with the fact that uh, I enjoy when an anime makes all the characters have different colored hair <laughs> at least the important ones and especially with these cute girls doing cute things anime it's so much easier to be like you know the one with the blonde hair or the blue haired one uh in case you forget a name or when things are really early like it just helps solidify who's who in your head so maybe it's lazy i won't argue if you call it lazy but it helps my fucking oh excuse me that was a burp it helps my reptile brain focus, okay? It helps my reptile brain remember things. Um, so some things that stood out uh, in Bochi the Rock that I wanted to talk about. Um, the There's a scene, I think it's like in the, God, first or maybe even second episode, but uh, Bochi tries to communicate. She's doing her best, and she's just failing miserably. So she's like, well, that's it. That's all I can do. And it fucking, it literally rolls like a credits scene. And it's... <laughs> It was pretty fun. I thought it was hilarious. Maybe, maybe you didn't, but I was here for it. it. Like in the middle of the fucking episode, it's rolling a credit scene. Like it stopped. Like like it's over. That's it. We're moving on. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, 
other things I liked about Bochi the Rock. Uh, I like the way that it explores how to like play music with others. So one of the big things is Bochi. She has been learning guitar. There's um, it says she's been learning guitar for three years, but she's only ever played by herself. And she's a really good guitarist. Like she has this YouTube channel. She got 30k subscribers. They even mention her YouTube channel when talking to Bochi because they don't know that they're the same person when kind of saying like, try listening to this. It might help you, uh, you know, like listen to how she plays when they're the same person. But yeah, Bochi's only ever played by herself. And like playing with people is tough. It's so much harder than just playing along with a track because you know, like a, a an mp3 just a, a music track that you're playing along with that's going to be the same thing over and over without a doubt on the spot bada bing with a pipe you don't have to worry about it uh people are are fallible people often i mean not even just make mistakes but you you speed up you slow down just a fucking half beat and and you have to be able to work with that so i mean i i see you know, like YouTube shorts videos all the time where it's like things people think are hard to do on an instrument. It's somebody playing like the drums, for example, they're playing the drums really, really fast, just going ham on it. And then it's like, what is actually hard to do on this instrument? And then the guy will be playing like a fairly simple beat on drums. But as someone, you know, if you know, if you played an instrument before, the thing that this person's pointing out is that the the thing that's hard to do is keep time. It is fucking goddamn it's so much harder to keep time than to hit a billion symbols or to play a billion notes or whatever like being able to keep consistent time first of all is the number one most important thing with playing with somebody and that's one of the hardest things to do while when when playing an instrument when being in a band is having that timing that's why you need a drummer who, I mean, if you're in a band, you think about starting a band, you best make sure your drummer can play to a fucking metronome, because if you can't, your your whole thing, thing's going to be off time. There's a reason they call them the rhythm section, all right, people? Uh, Yeah, so along with that, I just think it's a really, I think it's going to end up being a realistic take on what it's like to be in a band. Like, I think it's, because K-On was wonderful. I loved K-On, but my biggest, I guess, issue with it is, is the fact that like everything was very like they had some ups and downs in K-On sure but like Yui learned to play the guitar seemingly out of nowhere she was just like I'm gonna join the light music club oh you guys need a guitarist fine I'll learn how to play and uh so far like Bochi like I said she worked for three years to learn how to play guitar that is a reasonable amount of time for someone to get pretty fucking good especially if you don't have, like, if you have no social life like this poor girl and you're just going out and you're like, all right, I got to, uh, I got to do something with my time and you spend pretty much three years of all your free time playing guitar, you'll get good. So, so far, I think it's shaping up to be a more realistic look at, like, what it actually means to be in a band. Uh, they've, in the three, first three episodes, they played one gig, I think. And, um, yeah, like, it, it, what I'm getting at, what I'm trying to say is, like, that one gig is not a culture festival, it's not a school festival or an assembly, it's at an actual club. Whereas you look at K-On, and all, I think all of their gigs were at a school function one or of some sort. They were 
a music club where this is more like this is legitimately starting a band and like i don't know i don't know if it's going to get to the point where they're like actually worried about how to make money off of this and if this is like a future goal for them but yeah if nothing else it's going to be a a fun romp and you know being in a band's honestly like it, i won't it is hard, but that's it's more of a pain in the ass than anything, really. Just getting everybody together consistently, just trying to find gigs, trying to not get ripped off at those gigs when you travel an hour out of town, lug all your gear, rent a U-Haul, and then you get paid in quote-unquote exposure. Like, alright, yeah, cool, man, but there were four people at this show. I want money, not exposure. <laughs> I can't feed this motherfucking gas tank on exposure. All my uh, all my musician friends, shout outs to anybody who's been paid in exposure. I hope it bought all the groceries for that week. What else we got? What else we got? Notes on Bochi the Rock. Uh, oh yeah, so this anime's visual metaphors are absolutely on point. I, I love them. They often take a scenario that Bochi... So the way they continuously display I, I guess display convey bochi's um bochi's anxiety is uh she like often thinks up scenarios in her own head she'll be like i have to go talk to this person and then by the end of her thought process she's like thinking that this person will no matter what she does absolutely hate her and i love anime that takes the fact that it's a it's an animated medium and they say all right well we don't have the constraints of of an actual set to worry about. So like Boji, there are times where it'll make it seem like she's climbing a mountain or something. And you know, there's when she takes a step in the right direction, it shows her that it's like fucking standing on top of a pedestal or something. And then it's like, but there are many more steps somebody says. And then it shows her on that pedestal looking up and the fucking staircases in front of her. They're just taking the, the ability to make this really, really fun and kind of artful and and take these scenarios that Bochi's concocting in her own head and putting putting a visual to them and I, I love I love it I love visual metaphors I love anime that can take and say we we literally we almost have no rules you know we can whatever we can draw can can be put on the fucking screen so we are going to do that you know let's let's draw some cool shit absolutely love it uh let's see oh yeah there was one bit where uh, a character thinks they get a guitar. It's a six-string bass, and they're like, "Why, man? I just can't play guitar. It's so hard, you know. Yeah, I can't make my fingers reach the chords. And basses are traditionally much, much like fatter, larger, just wider than a guitar. So yeah, as a musician, I was like, "Ha, huh, that's a good one. I like that. I like that." And uh, yeah, I've already said it, but um, the group dynamic, I really like it. They're they're really covering a lot of the bases of the character types I guess you would expect from a Moe. You know, this show's really probably not revolutionizing anything, but I am very happy to see another music-based, um, cute girls doing cute things kind of Moe-esque. I, I, you know, I think it'll end up con being considered a Moe, because, you know, first of all, it is a bunch of girls. They are in high school. Um, they end up, I know one thing about Moe is they kind of have a common meeting place i guess a place that they continue to go back to and that is shaping up to be the club so you know after three episodes i will say um if you like cute girls doing cute things if you like uh, music anime if you if you were ever in a band 
or if you're just looking uh, to, I don't know, maybe see see a fictional character cope with something that, that you're going through, like uh, social anxiety. Uh, or if you just like good anime. I'd say Bochi the Rock is definitely on my scale of watch or don't watch. Uh, definitely watch Bochi the Rock. If, if you haven't started it already, if you are not caught up, if you put it on hold, I... It it has my vote of uh my vote of confidence, and I do believe I will be finishing it and covering the entire series in our full sort of seasonal. Uh, moving on now. Uh, thank you, Bochi the Rock, for for showing up, everybody. Um, please give Bochi the Rock a round of applause. Uh, thank you, thank you, and uh, we will take a quick intermission, and we will be back with Irisei Yatsura. And welcome back. That was a quick intermission. Ha ha ha. Yes, so we are moving on to the second anime of the day that we will be covering. I also watched the first three episodes of Irisei Yatsura. I will probably end up pronouncing it a little bit differently every time. Uh, Let me pull up the mal page so I can give you the official synopsis and not just something that, uh, you know, that my little head brain can come up with. But uh, before I get into the synopsis, I do want to say, very cool to see a remake of a classic anime. I, I'm happy that David Productions picked it up. And, oh, real quick, oh, that's a good thing. I need to be shouting out these production studios. Um, so, rewind. Okay. Uh, back to Bochi the Rock. Bochi the Rock is by Studio Cloverworks. I knew there was a reason I was into it. Um, so, yes, Bochi the Rock, Studio Cloverworks currently airing i think there are six episodes out go watch it if you haven't all right moving on Arise yatsura bada bing so yeah pretty cool that we get this classic kind of redux um done by stub god damn it not studio david uh david productions i do want to double check that yes david productions i was like i'm watching it and i'm like the <laughs> color palette changes they kept the old art style with a a new flair how could it not be David Productions, but uh, shouts out to them for taking these classic series and revamping them to the modern era, and hopefully just as many people love it now as they did back then. But on to the official Mal synopsis. When aliens known as the Oni threaten to invade Earth, they promise to leave under one condition. A randomly chosen human must win a one-on-one game of tag against Lum, the beautiful daughter of the Oni leader. The lucky, quote-unquote, person selected happens to be the lustful and unlucky high schooler Ataru Moroboshi. Given ten days to attempt to grab Lum's horns, Ataru realizes how impossible the challenge is as he is faced with Lum's extraterrestrial powers. Motivated by the promise of a marriage from his high school friend Shinobu Miyaki, Ataru manages to catch Lum off guard. He mistakenly grabs hold of her bikini top first, but eventually achieves his true goal. Although the game is over, Lum misunderstands that she is the one whom Atura wants to marry, and she decides to move in with him. The poor student consistently tries to shake off the clingy Lum while doing his best to reconcile with his desired fiancé. After Atura's heroic feat results in such disastrous outcome, it is questionable whether luck will ever be on his side. Ha ha ha! antics ensue um and yeah from just from that synopsis you if you haven't watched it well yeah you got the first half of the first episode that's uh that's pretty much it uh this is from what i can tell now again i haven't watched the original but just from the vibe it's giving off and kind of the structure in the the way this anime is structured 
I'm comparing it to like newer anime, and this seems very much like a, a close to a one for one, uh, I guess, a readaptation of the 1980s version of this anime. And I say that because, I mean, shout out to David Productions, obviously. I'm I'm happy that they did this, but the art style is very, very um, 1980s anime. I mean, just looking at it, it does not look like new stuff. I mean, anime is, without a doubt, it's evolved over the years. Christ, this, um, we're looking at probably around 40 years ago when this original anime aired. And they, so they kept that, but the way the, like the story structure just feels very quick, very 1980s sitcom-y gag manga, and I haven't seen anything like it personally. It, it kind of reminds me of what, when I was younger and the, the anime was, it was less widely available, kind of what you would think of when you would thought of anime, I guess, kind of all over the place, kind of wacky, super pervy, um, not to necessarily take anything away, but uh, I, I will say as someone you know, who didn't watch the original, I guess I respect the fact that they're like, they're not trying to modernize Urusei Yatsura any more than they, I guess, have to. They're not trying to completely mess up the story structure, even if it means that it's a story that I would have ended up liking better. I think keeping true, I mean, at that point, just write a new story rather than taking taking the characters from the classic and and, re-ad- and readapting it, but, like, making it different. So, uh, yeah, this one, this is a weird one for me. I don't know how much time... I'm going to end up spending on it because, uh, well, I don't really know how this is a weird one to review because at its heart, I mean, this is, this is really a gag anime. It's, it was a gag manga. It, it doesn't have a very heavy overarching plot. There's no like grand goal that we're working towards, which, you know, is fine. I don't think every I don't think every fucking piece of media needs to have some grand overarching attack on Titan-esque plot. But it does make it hard to review. You know what I mean? Like I it it comes down to I guess really kind of reviewing individual comedy bits. Like I hope this doesn't offend anybody, but I do I look at this as kind of a the 1980s anime equivalent to to something like a family guy maybe and i maybe family guys a bad it's probably family guy probably is a bad like comparison but definitely just a sitcom a a very lighthearted old stool kind of sitcom where the status quo is really kind of resolved at the end i mean every episode i believe is really going to shape up to be ataru wants to get rid of lum lum wants to be with ataru Shinobu walks in on Lum cuddling with Ataru and gets mad. Ataru tries to correct, you know, the misunderstanding. Nothing gets solved in the end because Lum's an alien who can fly and shock people and pretty much will have her way no matter what. And bada bing with a pipe. That's where it goes. Uh, I don't think that's a bad thing, though. It's it's. It's one of those things where if you need to go into this anime knowing what to expect. If you are expecting to go in and have some new like some new fucking thought process after this, 
do you want to go in and see something that is really going to change the way you live your life that is going to give you new philosophies to mull over and new approaches to being a human being Urusei Yatsura is not your show if you want a show that is going to be fun and goofy and you know what to expect every time and is going to have some really solid comedy bits and probably some that just don't hit for you as much but if you want a real popcorn anime with a sexy as hell alien waifu that runs around in a in a tiger print bikini there you go that that's your show if you don't mind that you know this is your show if you need something to really fucking sink your teeth into like if you need that to enjoy a show i cannot honestly recommend that you watch this and it's not i'm not at all saying it's a bad show but yeah it's not gonna I mean, it's a gag. It's a gag anime. It's a gag sitcom anime. So that's what it is. But uh, yeah, things I really that really stuck out to me are is the art style is truly fantastic. I know I've said it, but um, David Productions out killing it again. They got that pal that like color palette swap that they do with JoJo's, especially when Lum uses her electricity. Uh, very cool. Uh, I love the animation. Again, they found a, a just a way to perfectly and seamlessly blend. The old school with the new school using new techniques without making it feel like a brand new anime. You can see that they, at least I feel like the people who are working on this truly have a love and appreciation for the original. Um, or if nothing else, the manga. But um, art style, animation, uh, wonderful, fantastic. Uh, it is super all over the place. Again, that's kind of goes to that gag manga shit I was talking about. Uh, there's like two or three stories in every, um, I guess in every like episode that kind of tackle two or three kind of mini stories very much kind of like you're, you're reading, um, like a Garfield comic or something like that, you know, and I bet it's wonderful in manga form, you know, you, you pick up your issue of weekly, I don't know if I, I don't think this is a Shonen Jump, but weekly Shonen Reader Boy, you pick up your copy of that and you, you read a, a, what, 10 pages of Urusei Yatsura, and you go, oh, that gosh darn Atsuru, he'll never learn, and then you you read the next, and then you move on. So, I don't know how well this show is for, you know, y'all binging folks out there. Uh, definitely, I, I wouldn't recommend sitting down, and let's say we're going to binge the whole season, unless, of course, you're really just there for a good time, you know, just having a, just having a bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's bit comedy at the end of the day. Uh, like I mentioned, kind of alluded to earlier, but for me, I think some of the bits are going to land, and some of the bits are going to be fucking hilarious. Uh, one bit where they introduce this new kind of Richie Rich style character, he he's like terrified of, of being in caves, but it's okay when women look at him, it gives him the confidence, so Ataruk like puts his hands over the women's eyes, like uh, Lum and uh, Shinobu. <laughs> And then he starts screaming, and as soon as he takes it off, the guy's like, oh, I'm fine. And then back on screaming, like, that was a good bit. I thought that was fucking just stupid enough to make me laugh. But there were also some bits that, you know, weren't, I guess, memorable enough for me to necessarily remember to talk about. But what I'm getting at is it's going to be real hit or miss comedy. For me, I don't think this is going to be one that definitely not going to be reviewing this for our, um, for our sort of seasonal. You know, 
definitely not gonna just not again not because it's bad i think this can be a fun show but for a few reasons why one i i want to wait until the dub comes out uh as far as i know it, uh, it was only available on high dive at least that's the only streaming service that's the first streaming service i have access to that i found it on so let's put it that way so high dive does not have a dub yet i'm not sure what the plans are for the dub but uh, because it has that kind of like gag manga style comedy, I think it'll be easier for me to kind of put on and not have to like read and really pay attention and being able to hear the inflections in the voice. Maybe the comedy will will hit a little bit better, you know, so when it's in my language. And uh, the other reason is like, yeah, it's tough. It, I think it's going to be a tough actual review. I can say, yes, you know, you should watch it because I think it's funny, or no, you shouldn't watch it because I think it's funny, but I think if I, if I can read the writing on the wall, what I said in this past in this past 10, 15 minutes about Urusei Yatsura, I think are going to end up being my kind of, like, prevailing feelings at the end of it, because I don't see this really revolutionizing the way it tells the story. I feel like it's going to be, you know, set-up joke, Lum shocks everybody, that is the knockdown of the joke, and we move on to the next week where we get into another wacky situation. So, you know, I'd say if, if you don't mind all the things I talked about, and you really like Lum, I think that's that's really what it comes down to, is if you really like Lum, this is a wonderful show for you. If you can't stand Lum, then this is probably not a good show for you. Uh, but yeah, I just it's one of those shows where watch it if you don't need something that you need to take too seriously. If you're not trying to review something for a podcast or or make a video essay for YouTube, uh, yeah, I would I would say definitely go and check out Irisei Yatsura. I will probably, uh, like I said, when the dub comes out, I'll probably end up just kind of putting it on while I'm, I don't know, maybe playing Pokemon or something or just, you know, chilling, relaxing out by the pool when I'm shooting some b-ball outside of the school. Yeah, all that stuff. So that is my thoughts on Irisei Yatsura. Um... Final thought is I do think they're doing the original justice. Anybody out here who's watched the original and has conflicting thoughts or wants to validate my opinion, let me know. Get at me, y'all. All right, next anime. Third anime today. Second to last, we are talking about the soccer anime Blue Lock. It appears to be by Studio 8-Bit. I believe I've heard of them before. But I don't know if I've seen anything of theirs. I'll do a little digging real quick. Let's see. Studio 8-Bit. Um, it appears that they did the uh, reincarnated as a slime. I have not seen it, but cool. Uh, Tokyo Ravens. What else we got? Well, Blue Lock, obviously. That's why we're here. Uh, definitely looks like a lot of, um, you know, nothing. not to say anything bad, but a lot of waifu anime. Because I'm scrolling through their shit on Mal. And uh, damn. Some, uh, some good-looking anime ladies. So, uh, yeah, Studio 8-Bit getting into the... looks. If I had to... Just looking at their stuff, yeah, it looks like their first, if not their first, one of their first sports anime. But, uh, yeah, Blue Lock, Seinen, well, Shonen, I guess. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm the, the more anime I watch, the less I know. The less I'm confident about the Shonen-Seinen split, other than what magazine it was published in. Uh, but yeah, so let's talk about Blue Lock. Synopsis is as followed. Yoichi Isagi was mere moments away from scoring a goal that would have sent his high school soccer team to the Nationals, but a split-second decision to pass the ball to his teammate cost him that reality. 
Bitter, confused, and disappointed, Isagi wonders if the outcome would have been different if he had not made the pass. When the young striker returns home, an invitation from the, Jap- from the Japan Football Union awaits him. Through an arbitrary and biased decision-making process, Isagi is one of 300 U18 strikers selected for a controversial project named Blue Lock. The project's ultimate goal is to turn one of the selected players into the star striker for the Japanese national team. To find the best participant, each diamond in the rough must compete against uh, others through a series of solo and team competitions to rise to the top. Putting aside his ethical objections to the project, Isagi feels compelled to fight his way to the top, even if it means ruthlessly crushing the dreams of 299 aspiring young strikers. So there you have it. Uh, what has I have what I have heard called the Squid Game of soccer anime. It's a really interesting premise. Uh, I don't know how realistic it is. I don't think it's very realistic because one thing I did notice when everybody gets to this blue lock facility, I'm like, yeah, you know, you didn't tell anybody why they were there until they got there. And then they're all kind of locked there as soon as they get there. I feel like some parents would have something to say about that. But anyway, anyway, am I enjoying blue lock? I know that's probably what is on everybody's mind because I've been pretty open. I last season, previous seasons, we have had a fairly what i perceive to be on the surface a fairly similar soccer anime that come out maybe it's just because we haven't had a lot of soccer anime and then we get two in one year that we're kind of as a community comparing them i'm not sure but uh, ioshi i am not a fan of ioshi i don't think it's a bad anime it's just there, there's something that it's not doing for me that i think it should be i guess or there's just something about it that I don't like, and I haven't quite put my finger on it. So yes, I will get this out of the way. Uh, so far, I am enjoying Blue Lock a lot more than I am enjoying Ioshi. I don't exactly know why. Maybe it's because of this kind of kind of dystopian-esque premise. Like it's it seems to be set in in modern day Japan, like it in in our actual universe. From what I can tell, it uh, there's no like secret government or anything crazy like that it's not an actual dystopia but yeah it, it's very i guess squid gamey to where there there's these competitions and these kids don't die at the end of it but i mean they they are kind of kicked off the team for whatever you know for what it's worth i don't know i don't know exactly what it is may but I'm having a good time. Regardless, I'm sure once JD gets back, and because I know he wants to watch this, that's uh, I actually chose this anime specifically. The last two were definitely picks of mine. I chose this one uh, to review today specifically because I know JD is very interested in it, and I figured, well, let's let's get a head start on something that we're actually gonna be reviewing later, and I'll I'll give my first impressions and my early thoughts. So yeah, I'm having a good time. I'm having a good time. I uh, I think the main character's cool. I don't know exactly. He's not very special yet, but I think that he's he's a good canvas to grow something special. But this premise, my guys, my girls, my non-binary homies, it's just fucking wild. Like, it's so... It's so JoJo's in, like, it's campy. And I say campy not as in, like, this is fucking goofy and stupid and for for kids. I don't mean like that. I mean, campy is in, this is absolutely ridiculous. 
but they are taking it 100% seriously. The ridiculousness of this fucking soccer league thing, the blue lock. There are people in this anime that are like, it's the fucking, it's what we gotta do to save Japanese soccer, and we're gonna fucking do it! Alright, fuck you! Yeah, it's wild. It's wild. The, um, the leader of, I guess, the the proprietor of this soccer facility, his name is fucking Ego. I don't remember his last name, but that's not important. The important part is that his name is fucking Ego. It's just wild. It's just wild, so... I mean, I'm excited to see so far we've only had like a a real game of soccer tag uh, as far as like the, the real creative, like what kind of weird soccer bits gimmicks are we going to do? It's been like soccer tag, you know, the last one to get hit with the ball at the end of a certain time limit loses. I won't spoil for you who got hit, but I will say, um, and that was at the end of episode one. Very surprising, uh, very intense, very cool. Uh, maybe it's just... Maybe the intensity is just kind of racked up to 11 in this. Maybe that's why it might, why I'm into it. Uh, I think the production value is is very good. Uh, I I but I am starting to think that it is fairly hard to make a soccer ball like animate well. And I'm thinking that's why there's been kind of a long gap where we haven't had I don't I don't think we have had a soccer anime or like many soccer anime. There was what. Uh, we got like classic Captain Tsubasa, you know, I know that's um but I'm pretty sure that's an old that's an old school motherfucker, if I am not mistaken. So I'm I'm starting to think that there's a reason. It's almost like the the horses, you know, the reason we'll have to wait forever for JoJo's part seven. That I'm starting to think that soccer anim soccer animation, soccer ball animation is just traditionally hard. Cause as good as a, as much of a step up as I think Blue Lock is above above Ayoshi, the only other soccer anime I've dipped my toes into. Um, yeah, it's still something missing. Like they just maybe I, I swear it's because the ball's rolling. It's always in in motion. With something like like volleyball, you can really animate like a a consistent arc for it. You know, it's not consistently being hit. Just it's kind of nudged. I mean, anybody who's seen soccer being played those crazy bastards are just fucking flicking the ball everywhere they're kicking it eight times and moving maybe six inches it, it's kind of wild so I, I i appreciate that studio 8-bit is really knocking it out of the park you know we have um i, I guess i'm gonna very much compare this to ayoshi so i apologize for anybody who's not here for that but it looks like that's what i'm doing so we got production ig responsible for high q and i know they're um Kuroki's basketball, if I'm not mistaken, responsible for that too. Like some, some high end, some high pedigree sports anime, and uh, I legitimately think that the Studio Eight bit is just knocking it out of the park. Oh, well, well over Ayoshi in production IG. I know it comes down to humans on on the staff, and the studio really is just the business name. So as far as I know, you know, we could have some fairly new animators, some perhaps less skilled animators working on Ayoshi and this and Studio 8-Bit just went out and, and opened up their checkbook and said, we will have the best, we will figure it out. Maybe that's what's going on. Maybe it's some of the same staff that worked on Haikyuu is on here. Uh, but shouts out to 8-Bit, shouts out to the staff working on this anime, this blue lock. It's, it's really good. The production anime is fucking, the production value on this anime is is outstanding uh one thing that i really like about what they're doing so uh haikyuu i, I praise because like 
The visual metaphors are on point in Haikyuu. Most of those are very animalistic visual metaphors, but it's the eyes that, like, they fucking focus on eyes so hard in Haikyuu. Blue Lock is very much doing that. Um, I, what I wrote down in my notes is eyes and auras. You have heavy focus on the eyes in this anime, and you have heavy focus on auras very much. I mean, maybe that's why this is considered a shonen on Mal and not a seinen, because you have different kind of colored auras. It's not it's not superpowers. Nobody has powers, but it's it's back to that like visual metaphor trying to find a way to visually show the emotions, the feelings that these characters are going through. And I'm definitely here for it. I think Blue Lock is doing that wonderfully. I love watching the auras and one character is like, he t- starts talking about how there's this monster inside of him who directs him when he's playing soccer and like, I don't really, he says he doesn't really think so much about what the right thing to do is. It's just, I get this feeling from this monster inside of me and it's not just this guy talking about it, but they they visualize this kind of humanoid, shadowy, smoky monster figure to go with it. So, so as the audience, we have this kind of idea of, you know, obviously it's not like that, but it's like in High Q with Kageyama having his uh his like uh his crosshairs for when he's uh, when he's setting a ball, or uh or fucking Shoto when he's jumping and you see the wings behind him to visualize like how much he's jumping you know he's flying so that i'm fucking here for um let's see yeah so i already said the end the end of episode one was wild um really this is just i'm I'm assuming this is going to be for this uh, season especially just trial after trial trial after trial in this blue lock thing and i'm kind of excited to see what kind of interesting gimmicks go on and I'm excited to see where where these characters go. All these characters that they've introduced us to are pretty cool. And with something like a dystopia or like a squid, squid game kind of feel, you really don't have the best idea of who the fucking good guys are. Because one, you know, there's this... I, I, there's a character I like to call Krillin. If, if you watch the show, you know exactly who I'm talking about. I think I watched the dub for this one, and they might even share the same voice actor, but... Just kind of a round-headed dude. He's one of the one of the lowest-ranked dudes, and he's always running around like he's got something to prove. He's just got very Krillin energy, and uh, yeah, he's uh, he like went from being like, "Hey, you know, I'm a I'm a low guy on the totem pole. Hopefully, we can do good." To as soon as he's threatened with the the potential of getting kicked out of the thing, he becomes fucking ruthless. I'm like, "Oh my god, easy Krillin, goddamn!" So it's stuff like that. You're gonna you're gonna watch these. I mean, it said it in the synopsis. He has to, the main character has to put his kind of ethics aside, to be part of this program, and uh, he definitely does some shady stuff. I mean, he's not like robbing or stealing or fucking hurting anybody or anything. Definitely, as far as the sportsmanship and the competition, uh, yeah, it's it's getting a little shady. It's getting a little unethical up in this bitch. Uh, other things uh, I want to talk about, I guess, are just some some individual moments for anybody who's seen the show to kind of laugh along with me. So, uh, oh yeah, one more thing too is uh, if you're a soccer fan, this might end up being this is gonna go one of two ways for you. You were gonna end up loving this part, or you were gonna end up hating this part. So, uh, if you want, if you were to rename this this anime, you could very well rename it uh, "Soccer Player Name Drop the Anime." Uh, because in the first three episodes, I probably heard the names Pele, 
Cristiano Ronaldo, Messi, Noel Noah, who I did have to look up, by the way, apparently is a real dude. I, I, I'm not a soccer guy, but I figured, well, if he's this famous to be put in an anime, I would have heard of him. I didn't. Either way, Noel Noah, um, they, they, I've heard of those names in three episodes, a probably five times each. So, I mean, take that for what you will. Didn't bother me, but as somebody who, you know, somebody out there who really knows about soccer might be like, yeah, okay, we get it. But like, can, can we talk about some other guys? Right. Fucking hate Ronaldo. I don't know. I don't know. But I can see it be annoying, being annoying. So here's your forewarning, everybody. But this is definitely soccer superstar name drop. The anime 2.0, bigger, faster, stronger, uncut. Uh, and there are just a few moments, I guess, I wanted to share with you guys. Yeah, like I said, to uh, for you to perhaps laugh along with me, have a fun time. But this Krillin character, I'm saying, he has this like whole inner monologue in this one like scrimmage game they're playing. And he's like, it's all about, you know... It's all about everybody for themselves. Only one person's getting out of this, and I'll be damned if it's not me. And then <laughs> immediately, like, that gets cut off halfway through. A guy steals the ball from him and fucking yells, You suck! <laughs> and they just... I don't know, it, it struck me as an anime who understood, like, you know, it, it kind of breaking the fourth wall, like, this long inner monologue with this underdog character yada yada and then just have that veil ripped away and be like you suck <laughs> made me funny me wow made me funny okay i guess we're just why use big word when few word do trick uh we speak this like till episode done i guess i don't know <laughs> i don't know man i'm all alone oh if you can't tell i am uh i'm struggling so anyway blue lock uh yeah yeah, we're definitely going to talk about it more and compare it to Ayoshi when JD gets back and, and the season's over and we do our sort of seasonal, but I will, even if I wasn't forced to, I was very interested in continuing to watch this. If I didn't have an episode to record and other anime to watch, I probably would have finished it all. Yeah. Yeah, I probably would have. So uh, sorry to all you Ayoshi stands out there, but I guess I'm a blue lock guy. I'm still kind of feeling, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, Blue Lock, I will definitely keep watching. If you like sports anime, if you like dystopic vibes in anime, uh, if you just like kind of good, intense anime, give it a watch. I do recommend. Alrighty. Now for the granddaddy of them all. The reason you're all here. Because you heard that a goddamn man has fucking chainsaws coming out of his head. And his arms, and he's, he's called Chainsaw Man. And you said, you had me at chainsaws coming out of his head. Stop drilling, you struck oil there, champ. And we all said, yeah, I know, right? Sounds like some good old-fashioned fun. And, and then we chainsawed the, the other devil, and he's dead now. Because he's Chainsaw Man. <sighs> Anyway, yeah, no, Chainsaw Man, quite possibly the most popular anime, uh, definitely the most popular anime of the season, and uh, I, what, I think somebody said, one another podcast, one of our brother-sister podcasts, or homie casts, mentioned that it was on, like, NPR or something, which is kind of wild. Yeah, so, uh, Chainsaw Man, 
the big Kahoot is currently sitting at an 8.85 on Mal. We have 830,000 members. It is by Studio Mappa. If you ain't heard, now you know. And uh, yeah, let's get into a, the synopsis in case you are the one person in the world who does not know at least what Chainsaw Man's about. It's about a guy with a chainsaw on his fucking head. Next question. No, for real. Real synopsis. Real synopsis. Here we go. Denji is robbed of a normal teenage life, left with nothing but his deadbeat father's overwhelming debt. His only companion is his pet, the chainsaw devil Pochita, with whom he, still, he slays devils for money that inevitably ends up in the Yakuza's pockets. All Denji can do is dream of a good, simple life, one with delicious food and a beautiful girlfriend by his side. But an act of greedy betrayal by the Yakuza leads to Denji's brutal, untimely death, crushing all hope of him ever achieving happiness. Remarkably, an old contract allows Pochita to merge with the deceased Denji and bestow devil powers on him, changing him into a hybrid able to transform his body parts into chainsaws. There it is. I told you guys. Turns his shit into chainsaws. Because Denji's new ability pose a significant risk to society, the Public Safety Bureau's elite devil hunter Makima takes him in, letting him live as long as he obeys her command. Guided by the promise of a content life alongside an attractive woman, Denji devotes everything and fights with all of his might to make his naive dreams a reality. That is the story of Ye Old Chainsaw Man. Little background on my Chainsaw Man experience. Uh, read the first, say volume, maybe volume and a half, maybe not even that much. I read a little bit of Chainsaw Man, probably a mm, little less than a year ago. Uh, didn't blow me away. I really, I liked a lot about it. I really did, but uh, I think I had just kind of fallen off of my want to read manga, which, you know, I'm an obsessive dude. I, I, I ebb and flow with the things I'm interested in. And manga just weren't it that week. And it hasn't been it since. So I dropped the manga. Um, but I did like the art style. I really enjoyed the chaotic. Just a lot of very... I mean, all manga is kind of black and gray. But you can tell when somebody works kind of exclu exclusively in black and gray. Like, it, it gets wild, dude. Yeah, so the manga art style, absolutely wild. Loved it. But I never just... I just didn't read it. So here we are. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I uh, watched the first two episodes, and I am fully caught up now. I figured, well, I already watched a few. We want to be able to talk about some stuff. I want to be able to give my full thoughts. So here is the, as of recording, as of episode drop, unless Chainsaw Man new episode comes out tonight. And in that case, as of recording only, this is the full review of Chainsaw Man, everything that's available to the public we're talking about. This will probably be a little bit more spoiler heavy than the rest of them. Uh, maybe not, but like, it's Chainsaw Man, so we're getting into it, okay? Uh, let's see. Let me talk about the premise, the, the, the kind of plot of Chainsaw Man and how you boys feeling about that. So, we got this, like, we got this public safety bureau, the devil hunters. All right, cool. Uh, I guess what I'm saying is, like, after six episodes and seeing the plot unfold a little bit more, plot hasn't quite gotten his hooks in me yet. You know, there's there's nothing... 
I guess there's really no mystery. There's no kind of, oh, there's no big bad that we've really been introduced to. I mean, there sort of is, but it's not like the, the leader of the devil, Satan himself, is here, and he is a bad fella. No, just kind of big, more powerful devils. So I will say that uh, the plot hasn't really gotten me yet, and maybe it never will. Maybe this isn't that kind of anime. What I am enjoying about Devilman very much so is it is just some really, really fucking dumb action fun. And I don't mean dumb as in, like, no quality to it or no substance behind it, because this anime, very the story of Chainsaw Man very much has emotional weight and substance to it. I am not here to say that. What I'm saying is, like, you can watch Chainsaw Man if you want to watch it this way. You can watch it, just popcorn the shit out of this, and watch Denji, a literal man with a fucking chainsaw head, go and murder a bunch of weirdo-looking cool demons. If that's all you want out of Chainsaw Man, bada-bang, it's there for you, baby! That's all you need, and I think... JD is really going to appreciate that when he finally gets around to it, because it, you know, my man, he likes a little bit of philosophy. He likes when his show kind of makes him question some things. But when it when it boils down to it, I think he's really like if you can show him some dope ass crazy action, just some dumb, bloody, gory action fun. But bang, let's go. Uh, I, I think of this very much uh, like I think of Devilman without without the nipples or the LSD injected into the the animation. Uh, just to where it's like, there's blood, there's guts, there's gore. It's like, I, I, I if I had to pick a special category to put things like Devil Man and Chainsaw Man, I'm etching out the, the, the genre of uh, horror action. Uh, anybody who's played Call of Cthulhu, it's like the difference between Call of Cthulhu and something like Pulp Cthulhu, where it's like, nah, I'm a badass, and we're gonna look these horror things in the face and shoot them, rather than the traditional horror of, that thing's terrifying, and I'm just trying not to die. Uh, the horror imagery up the ass in this, which I do, I really like. You know, I'm a Lovecraftian fucking horror fan, especially, like, the, the images that are born out of this... This cannot be perceived by the human shit. So you got a little bit of that. Like uh, the Bat Demon, for example. He wasn't very Lovecraftian, necessarily, but just a cool design. Uh, so I'm very much uh, I'm very much enjoying the, the action, the fucking cool, cool character designs, the blood, the gore. It's, it, and it's not... It hasn't really bordered on, like, gore for the sake of being gore. Or, like, fucking, oh, we're gonna show you how bad this world is by showing some fucking assault, or we're gonna show you some fucking a boy getting his face ripped off, or fingernails being torn. None of that weird shit. It's just action gore. It's like, well, he, this guy's a chainsaw, and he's gonna hurt this other thing. So, yeah, of course there's gonna be blood and body parts are gonna go flying everywhere, but it never feels like it's doing it to, like, pander to the yeah. Yeah, we're so fucking edgy, and you would never understand us, because we're so fucking edgy and cool. Fucking nerd. So I really, I really appreciate how Chainsaw Man's, um, of riding that fine line between, like, edgy-ass horror while still being, like, cool, legitimately cool and, like, fun and action. I am hoping that at some point there becomes a little bit more to the plot. I'm not sure which way it's going to unfold. I'm not sure if it's going to end up being kind of the... 
I think it could go kind of two ways. One where there's like a public safety angle to that where they're they're kind of more the bad guys. They end up being the big bads, if you will. Maybe not so much the big bads, but it's a situation where, whoa, public safety is almost as bad as the devils, maybe worse. Um, or it could just we could go a more kind of stock standard route where it's yeah, this we finally find you know found the root of all devils or the source of the all the devil outbreaks or whatever. And it's this super strong devil, like, you know, Satan himself is back and he's ready to kick some ass. You know? It could end up being that. We don't we don't know yet. I mean, well, somebody does, I would assume. But I sure as fuck don't know. I sure as fuck don't know as somebody who uh you know, as your boy who has not read the manga, I am not aware. But I'm I'm hoping that more comes out of it is essentially what I'm getting at. I'm hoping that it becomes a little bit thicker, a little bit more big brained, a couple more wrinkles develop, and there's there's a couple more layers to this plot. I mean, if it ends up being just kind of dumb action, gory fun until the end, okay. Alright, fine. I'm cool with that, you know? But I to for it to be a real all-timer for me. I'm going to need something more. You know me. I'm a pretentious asshole. I, I need something in my anime that's like, yeah, yeah, you didn't think of that, did you? Yeah, I, fucking this guy is, he's read a 19, an 1800s German philosopher. Yeah, he's smarter than you. Fuck you. I need a little bit of that in my anime. I need my anime to know that it's smarter than me. So here's hoping that Chainsaw Man goes that route. But even if it doesn't, I still think it's going to be a hoot. It's going to be a holler. Um... I think the real thing that Chainsaw Man's got going for it, though, minus all the things I said, which are wonderful, but I think this is a very character-driven anime, which I think most good shonens are very character-driven. But you have some very unique characters in this that I think some of them have some really intense implications for what kind of character they could be later on, and others, um, Denji, for example... Uh, feels like a very blank slate to somebody who could grow into whatever character the story needs, or maybe not needs, but whatever character would, you know, however this, however, Denji seems kind of like a blank slate to where the the story can mold him to be a different kind of character. Like, you have shows like Naruto, where, yes, Naruto does grow, throughout the show or like black clover where asta does indeed grow throughout the show but i think the the show's more about them shaping the world rather than the world shaping who they are like naruto's positivity is talk no jutsu you know we we're not gonna fight we're gonna fucking talk this out and i'm gonna come to an understanding with you uh I, I think that's more Naruto going out and, like, changing the world, even though he is growing alongside it. Like, the the big growth is the world around Naruto. I feel like with Denji and the world around Chainsaw Man is he's going to be very much shaped by the world he has to live in. And he's already very much done that, but it's just been such a sheltered, a sheltered fucking upbringing. Like, Denji, he's... He, in the synopsis, he his deadbeat dad fucking died, left a bunch of gambling debt, I think it was, but just an insurmountable amount of debt that keeps piling on with fucking shitty Yakuza interest and shit. Like, Denji will never pay this off, so he's living a life of being 
I mean, for lack of a better term, like a slave. And I think we can all agree slavery's pretty shitty, but that's Denji has no outside influence. He's not experiencing anything but work to survive and literally survive. Like the money he gets after he pays this fucking Yakuza debt for each devil he slays is barely. If you're asking me, not enough to get through to the next fucking paycheck. But he makes it by. So, like, he has only known so many things. So it's very kind of like a Gone uh, from Hunter Hunter situation. Gone grew up on Whale Island, never ex- interacted with any kids, never really experienced the world outside of his little island. Well, mega poverty and Yakuza is indentured servitude is Denji's Whale Island. It's his little island that he never got off of. So now that he's been picked up by Makima and and the Bureau, I think it's going to allow him to truly grow into a new person. And yeah, it's not going to be one of those things where characters that meet Denji change because Denji's such a good guy. You're going to watch Denji have to kind of decide who he wants to be now that he's really been given options, you know? I mean, he's such a he has such simple dreams. He's such a simple dude. I just want to touch boobs. I want to have toast with fucking literally anything on it honey or jam or anything until he makes his everything toast and then bada bing he's he's living his dream there but that's not a dream for a a normal what's he 15 whatever it's not a dream for a normal fucking teenager young adult you know touching a boob is something that's like yeah i think all teenage boys are like well not all of them but uh, most teenagers that are attracted to boobs in one sort of one way or the other like yeah I, I fucking one of these days i want to touch a boob that would be so cool fuck i've touched boobs in the past plenty of times I, I swear they feel just like bags of sand but no what i'm getting at is like if you know my partner walked up and said hi when you want to touch my boob i'd be like god damn it thank you so much that is wonderful you're awesome i'd be just as hyped but it's not like a lifelong fucking dream of mine where i'll go murder Like, if my partner said, hey, you want to touch my boob? I'd be like, yeah. She's like, well, you got to murder a fucking devil first. I'd be like, eh. No, I'm going to stay. I appreciate you, but I'm sorry. Like, not worth that, you know? I'm sure I'll get other opportunities. You know, we live together. (laughs) That's a weird metaphor, but you're following me, right? Right? I guess what I'm getting at is Denji is just a very sheltered kid. I appreciate him. He's not not an amazing character as far as I'm concerned by any means, but I think he has the potential to grow into an amazing character. And I think I'm going to end up seeing why people like him. And maybe it's just a kind of a counterculture thing where he's not this paragon hero that most shonen protagonists are. He's not this perfect fucking almost, I don't know, maybe Gary Stu's not the right word, but he's not that's Naruto of like, I'm going to fix the world no matter what. Denji's just out here trying to kiss some chicks, grab a boob, just trying to live a normal teenage life while also having a chainsaw devil inside of him and being contracted to kill other devils. So it's an interesting dynamic they got going on with him. I'm excited to see where it goes. I guess we're just talking about characters now. That's fine. That's fine. Everything's fine. We have Makima now. We're going to talk about her. Okay, look. You can think Makima's hot. I think Makima's hot. I think there's some serious, like, some of the sexual tension moments with her and Denji. Bada bing. I'm into it. Let's go. But I need y'all to take a step back and realize that this is an anime, okay? All right, this is a piece of fiction. And we can all appreciate watching Makima do what she do. 
in a piece of fiction. Cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, I'm down. Let's go. What I'm getting at, my homie, is uh, Makima is a manipulator 110%. It's okay to enjoy that character as a character, but if I ever hear one of my homies say, damn, I gotta get me a Makima, I'ma smack him upside the head, and we're going to talk to a counselor immediately because that motherfucker needs some help. That friend needs a friend. Makima is, I mean, she's a manipulator. She is going to get Denji hurt. She is going to potentially get Denji killed. It's crazy. I'm I'm interested. I'm very interested to see how she goes about it and when Denji will finally realize he's completely being manipulated. But me as the viewer, I mean, by episode, it really solidified it. Um, There's a moment, and I think it's episode five right around there before they go on their kind of last mission uh where we're at right now very very manipulative makima is is just pulling all the strings she needs to get denji to do whatever she wants and it's awful it's wild um so appreciate makima for who she is if your homie says i need to get me a girl like makima have a talk with him your homie is not all right he's he's going through some shit and uh you just need to make sure he knows people like makima not good real life people, but do do I appreciate a character that's as kind of back door, back shady, shady handed dealings like her? Yeah, I'm I'm very I think she's gonna be a wonderful addition to this, and that's another thing that makes me think that this Bureau of Safety isn't quite as holier than thou as they might always present. I know they're very dualist where it's like devils are bad, humans are good, yada yada, use them if you have to, but like only through you know, keep them on a leash type deal. But I'm worried that it might end up being more than that. I guess we talk about some other characters uh, before we, before I wrap up the Chainsaw Man discussion. Uh, excuse me. I need, uh, I need a lot of sips of water today. Because uh, I don't know if y'all know, but you know, I'm talking for hour, 20 minutes, hour and a half. Shit's wild. Shit is wild, fam. Um, so anyway, I, I want to apologize. This is probably going to be a quick edit by the end of it. And uh, if I didn't get all the... All the crackles from the water bottle out of there. I'm sorry. All right, but uh, we got to do what we got to do. Anyway, moving on. Next character we're going to talk about is uh, let's talk about power. Let's talk about the other, the fiend. They call her power. I'm not exactly sure what the difference between a devil and a fiend is, but whatever. Whatever. I'm sure it's something I can look up. Power's cool. I really like her dynamic with Denji. I love the chaotic little brother fucking little sister type feeling that they got going on uh they're fucking they're just crazy they're they're agents of chaos and yeah it really like um we'll talk about aki in a minute but he <laughs> that poor bastard i feel bad for him because he's living with denji in power it's 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 crazy because they they just spout off this 110 percent the mo if you've had a little brother, a little sister, the think of the most annoying moment they've ever caused you in your life, like that is seemingly power in Denji twenty four seven. Um, I don't, I'm not head over heels about power like everybody is, which again, nothing bad about her. Just you know, I think she's a fun character. I wouldn't say she's a waifu, but like, I think she's very, very fun to watch on screen. Like I said, that fucking crazy little sister dynamic where it's just absolute chaos i love i love all of that it's a it's wonderful and i'm here to see where it goes but i think gotta be honest 
my favorite character, and I don't know exactly why we're still sorting out my feelings, but I think my favorite character is without a doubt Aki. Hayakawa, he's he's wonderful. If they call him Power calls him Top Knot. Maybe it's because, you know, if if I could, I would wear my hair like his. But you know, it's hard to get the the knot to stick straight up like that, and and hair ends up falling out with the with the knot too high. But I like him. I think he's very cool, and he's he's my favorite character so far. I wonder. I'm wondering what JD will think when he finally gets around to it. But uh, something about Aki. He maybe it's maybe. I'm fully willing to admit, if this ends up being the fact, maybe he's just cute. And maybe that's all it is for me. Maybe I just think he's a fucking cutie, and I am into it, you know? My top waifu from Chainsaw Man is Aki, without a doubt. Hi, a cow, baby, let's go! Um, Maybe I like the sword. Uh, I like the fact that he's kind of edgy without being your classic, oh my fucking god, dude, have some personality other than being a dark, brooding bastard edgy. He's just edgy enough to where it's like, yeah, you can tell he's pissed off and he has his goals and he's not here to make friends, all that stuff. But I think he's got enough softness softness to his personality to um to where I'm into it. I don't know. So I'm down. I love Aki. We're definitely starting to meet some new characters as things are going, but uh I'm truly I mean the at the end of episode six where I finished off, we kind of ended in what seems to be kind of the start to a bigger much more fleshed out arc at least that's how it's playing out to me i mean we got this crazy mc mc escher-esque fucking time manipulative hotel room right now going on so i'm not exactly sure which characters are gonna make it the whole way and i'd hate to be like well let me give a 20 minute spiel about this motherfucker when they die in episode seven um i don't know but I'm pretty sure that those top four are going to be here for at least a while. Uh, if Hayakawa, if Aki Hayakawa dies, I will stop watching the show. Uh, you know, that that's a guarantee. That's a guarantee from yours truly, Mr. Earthworm. If he makes it, you know, if he makes it like a decent ways in, if we're in like season three, four or whatever, and like he, he has like a heroic fucking outing or whatever. All right, cool, whatever. But if he just dies in the fucking first major arc, yeah, that's when shit goes bad. That's when I'm outie. Uh, I will come back. I've said it the whole time I've known about Chainsaw Man. If there is ever a scene, if there's ever a fight where my mans goes against Axeman, who is also like a devil who once worked for the Bureau for the Bureau of Safety and then went rogue and is kind of like Denji's like predecessor, and it's Axe versus Chainsaw, it'll be a ten out of ten. And even if my boy Aki dies, I will come back for the Axe v. Chainsaw fight, and we will hop back in like nothing ever happened. So, Chainsaw Man, to sum up my thoughts about Chainsaw Man, wonderful characters. I love the character dynamics. It reminds me, um, not the characters themselves, but the overall quality of the dynamic reminds me of Demon Slayer. I say it all the time. I love the Demon Slayer Core 4. They're fun as fuck to me. I think Chainsaw Man is going to rival the Demon Slayer Core 4 as far as I'm concerned. I know a lot of people probably have him way ahead. I know people love Denji because he's just a very normal dude. Very kind of relatable to normal human wants and needs. Doesn't want to be the fucking Hokage. Just wants to touch a titty and eat some good food. I think we can all relate in one way or another. So yeah, characters are very fun, very intense. Um... Maybe intense isn't the right word, but like I'm into it. I'm very invested in these characters and I'm excited to see where they go. 
The production value is off the chains. Best CGI I've seen in anime, perhaps ever. Maybe maybe there's something better out there that I haven't seen, but holy fuck. Uh, there are a few moments where you're like, yes, that is CGI, but like, goddamn, most of the actual action moments where Denji's moving around swinging his chainsaws against a fucking devil, not really noticeable. You only notice it in those kind of moments where he's standing there for a second after he gets thrown against a wall and he's like brushing himself off. So I'm down for it, man. Like map is killing it. Map is here. I do want to see something a little bit bigger go on with the plot. Granted, only six episodes in. Yeah. Okay. That's that's that criticism really doesn't weigh too heavily. You know what I mean? But uh, I do eventually want to see something a little bit more you know, a little bit more world-buildy, I guess, kind of add some layers, peel back some layers to this onion that is the world of Chainsaw Man and, and kind of see what we got, see what we got going on. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I'm definitely, I mean, I'd be stupid not to watch Chainsaw Man. That would be silly for me to say, no, no, I think I'm going to drop it here halfway through. No, because even if I didn't like it, uh, I think as a podcaster, as an anime podcaster, there's a slight obligation to watch most of the popular stuff, if at least like the top of the charts popular shit. So yes, stay tuned. You will be getting a full review of Chainsaw Man with me and JD, either in the sort of seasonal episode, the full episode, or, you know, maybe this one deserves its own episode. If you want a special episode just reviewing Chainsaw Man when it is finished, you know, let us know. Hit us up, Instagram, Twitter, Discord, all that shit. Get at us. Tell us what you want. We are here to serve you, the listener, all day, all night. Um, I'm starting to feel like a weird radio DJ host guy because I've just been yelling at my microphone saying, you, the listener. Yeah, so we're going to we're going to wrap it up here. Uh, I Once again, I, I am Earthworm. If you really like the content and you want more of us, get, links in the show notes. Get at us on any of our socials. Join the Discord. You know, just just talk to us more. Tell us what anime that way that I might have missed covering this season, or if if you got a favorite that you want to talk about more. I'm all ears, brother. I'm all ears, sister. I'm all ears, non-binary. Ister? I'm not sure. We're 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 gonna workshop that one when we'll come back. But uh, one last thing: if you really really like the content and you're wondering what is the most effective way to support uh, the the podcast. Uh, please go over to patreon.com slash anime brothers podcast for $1 a month. You can help us make the show a little bit better and uh, you can get a, a couple perks. So you get into an exclusive discord chat. You get into the monthly Q and a where at the end of every month, we answer one question from each of our patrons. So yeah. Uh, but most importantly, it, uh, it shows us that you're like, Hey, I like what you do enough to give you a dollar of my hard-earned money. And like that, that is fucking awesome. And if you don't want to give a dollar, you know what? You don't fucking have to. Like, just the fact that you sat here for an hour and a half and you listened to me ramble about some new anime that are coming up and give my fucking thoughts. Like, just the fact that y'all people care about what I do. Like, that, that is the utmost most important thing that, that anybody could do for the podcast, for my heart for my mental health like the fact that you just you know letting me know that like that you care that you're listening you know when i see even if it's fucking completely impersonal and i just see more people are listening to the podcast it's like you know what 
I'm doing something right. So to anybody who's ever listened, to anybody who listens to this episode and no other episode, to anybody who listens to every episode every week as soon as they release, thank you all so much. You're fucking wonderful. You are beautiful. Never change unless it is personal growth in which you are trying to achieve. But stay you at heart, baby. Uh, I am Earthworm. Probably be back with JD next week. He might take another week off. Maybe I'll have a guest. Who knows? We're we're fluid over here. We're like a cat, baby. We're we're everywhere. If I sits, uh, if I fits, I sits. Uh, I'm gonna. All right. Yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna shut up now. Once one more time this is the Anime Brothers podcast. I am Earthworm. JD's the other guy who's usually here, but not this week. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.